Are you happy single? Today, we're not gonna lie. Welcome to a new episode of Not Gonna Lie And today we are back with another episode on relationships Because we know that you guys have been loving the content that we put out on relationships Because everybody loves to talk about love, right? But today we're here with a slightly different angle We're going to be talking about singlehood today So this is a topic that maybe is not talked about as much Or people maybe talk about it with a certain connotation, right? And today we want to talk about exploring singlehood What are some of the struggles that come with it Some of the joys as well what does it really mean to have a certain expectation of a, an ideal partner and whether we are being too picky when we choose not to settle for certain things. So you want to sit tight because these are things that we're going to be bringing to you today. And to join us in our conversation, I have with us Jonk and Isaac. Maybe you can say hi and tell us a little bit about yourselves. I am Joanne, also known as Jonk. Um, better known as Jonk, actually. Like I still respond to Joanne. And I am 34 this year. Um, is there anything else I want to share about? Have you ever been in a relationship? In I have, life? but a really short one. So, okay. But I have been in many situationships and wow. I'm not proud of that, but just put it out there. Okay, we'll hear more about your stories yes. as the podcast goes along. Yes. Okay, Isaac, what about you? Uh, hi, my name is Isaac. I am 35 this year, which means I can buy my HGB. <gasps> and uh, yes, I've been in a couple of relationships in the past 50 eh? 20 years. So to start things off, right, I wanna ask the two of you, do you resonate with the phrase happy alone? Are you happy oh, alone? So it's very funny because like, I knew this was it was gonna come back and bite me, right? Uh, when I heard that the title was Happy Alone. Mm. I was like, what do you mean Happy Alone? Such an unhappy person. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I disagree on two counts, right? Uh, number one, because um, I am a very romantic person. I think I'm coming to terms with the fact that I am. You know, mm. I obviously have not described myself this way for my entire life. But the more I sit on this topic and I think about it, I'm like, actually, the reason why you're not happy, even though I am not, lonely in that mm. sense is because there's that sense of like so much wonder and possibility and unfortunately the way that the story has turned hasn't wound up there yet the the word that's more appropriate to me would be FOMO right I have this I every time someone gets attached I have this little sense of like man still not me you know and like wow you know they are experiencing all these things I know yeah. can be found in a yeah. relationship and they're good things you know um, that it's still not my turn yet, still not chosen, and then I feel that sting. So I think that's the that would be more appropriate, like right. an unhappy FOMO. Okay, it not happy terribly alone, unattractive, but, but yes. You wrote your title today. Okay, NGL, I'm unhappy FOMO. Yeah, unhappy FOMO. Okay. FOMO. Isaac, what about you? Are you happy alone? Yeah. Um, Very fast to answer. <laughs> well, I think I think it, it took a lot of time, but I feel like I'm in a place right now that I'm really at peace and kind of happy. Uh, with the state that I am and, and, and uh, being alone, you mm. know. Um, I think when I was younger, uh, the singleness, right, uh, just really consumes so much a part of you that you cannot be happy until you feel like you found somebody. Okay. And then as you grow older, you kind of realise like, hey, the relationship status and that, you know, single or married or being attached does not dictate my life and the happiness of my life. But it takes some journey to get through, you know. And so, yes, I'm happy alone, meaning that 
as a single man, I am happy. I feel like I found my satisfaction and peace in other things, mm. you know. And it, this doesn't no longer define me, mm. right? But in the area and context of just relationship, am I happy alone? Yes, but is there a desire and still a longing to mm. be attached? One hundred percent. But I am at peace and knowing how to enjoy it. Yeah. Okay, so on that note, right? I think maybe we can go into our first question. So, what to you guys, right, is a relationship you know what are you looking for when you think of wanting a relationship what are some qualities perhaps in a person that you you are kind of looking for as well the first thing that comes to mind is in a relationship i will have someone to buy me food (laughs) (laughs) sounds very (laughs) sounds very lame but you know i did this like i was gonna say delusional but it's actually dimensional oh no (laughs) that's very different dimensional app Right, like when they say, like, when it, there's this segment that asks, like, actually, what do you desire most in a partner? The number one thing, according to my dimensional, is someone to buy me food. Seriously? And the thing is that I was like, yeah. Because <laughs> I always felt FOMO when my friends fall sick and their husbands uh. or their partners are all like, oh, I, I need to buy her porridge, need to buy her, like, whatever, whatever, you know. Um, and then I think to myself, when I'm sick, I'm like, I had to open the Grab app and, like, think in my very, like, you know, like, fuzzy brain, what do I want to eat? Then I still must pay for it myself. Then I'm like, oh man, it'd be so nice if like, you know, if someone was already thinking about me. I have to say that as a single, you don't have that in that sense. You don't have someone who's like fully dedicated to, to some extent now, right? Mm. Really dedicated to how happy you are, you know, like, and it will matter to them. It's not quite the same as friendship. Mm. Yeah, kind of so. like a person who always has you on their mind. Yeah, correct. So I think for me in a relationship, it would be that, you know, mm. like someone who is committed to a certain degree, right? Even if not 100%, because it's a bit impossible. Still like more than the average friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Maybe it's the yeah. certainty la, that yeah, you matter that The certainty that of like, this person's got my back, okay. you know, this person is there for me, um, is fighting for me. I mm. think that's a big one. Like above the food thing is someone fighting for me. Mm. Yeah. I feel like for me, uh, being in a relationship uh, is really to find somebody that I really want to do life with. It's a joy to be able to find somebody that you could do your work with, mm. right? You can come home to, you can celebrate wins with, mm. you know, you can go through difficulty with, you know, you can talk through things together. I feel like that's very precious, you mm. know. And also for me, I'm somebody that um, trust is a really important thing and I value trust a lot. Mm. So it's incredibly very fulfilling and it feels really awesome if you can find somebody that you can deeply, deeply trust, I feel like that's a huge win in life. And so that's what a relationship for me is, is mm. to find somebody that I can deeply trust, build life with, and just enjoy life with, yeah. Mm. So based on what both of you shared, right, how has that process of searching for this been like? Sometimes I wonder, like, is it I'm just sway? Because I, peop- I, I, I know people, right, I mean, many people who kind of wander, you know, into, re- into like situations or potential relationships and it works out fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it just works out. So I have to think to myself, like, what on earth am I doing wrong, right? Or is it I'm just really sway that, like, somehow every single one mm. just fail? Of course, then the, the, third, the third option is to then wonder, well, if, I, if it's not those two things, right, then perhaps it's not my time. Not my time yet. I have, as a 34-year-old woman, of course, challenge myself to go like, I do want to make peace with that. So mm. for every time that feeling comes up of like, <gasps> or like, oh, oh, they're like, oh yeah, I'm too old for this. Mm. But I am old enough to go and process it. I am old enough to to go like, okay, okay, 
we don't have to beat myself up over it and I don't have to beat someone else up over it. Let's just go and do something that will make me better on the inside. And that is to deal with the bitterness that is there. When it doesn't work out. Yeah, when it doesn't mm. work out. Yeah. Um, I, I think for me, it's, it's really the, the process is really a lot of self-reflection. You know, and just thinking a little bit about um, um, what is it that I want? What is it I'm looking for? You know, why are things working out? Why are things not working out? You know, and really trying to consider um, and really actually having a deeper and better understanding of myself. Mm. There's so much in this journey that one has to really be prepared for. Um, and so I'm just at a stage for me in my process and journey of figuring out this uh, single stage, right? Mm. Um, but even though I'm in that stage, some of the issues and some of the things are still linked to what actually even people who are married have to go through. Mm. Trust, yep. security, awareness, reflection, forgiveness. These are all parts of things that is not exclusive to the single person, but to all people. For someone who's single like myself, a lot of the processing has to be quite internal and yeah, self-reflection. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's even more important because yeah. when you're together with somebody and eventually when you get married, you are going to have this person in your face all the time, 24-7. Mm. And they're going to see every weakness and every good thing. You cannot lie. You know, as a single person, maybe at home, we can like, you know, be like frustrated all that, but we come up like, oh, hello. Oh, it's true, it's true. How are you? But yeah. when you are married, everything is seen. And yeah. the beautiful thing and why I desire marriage and why I desire to have somebody is because I feel like there is going to be so much growth, right? And when I say that, I know it's a lot of painful processing, you know? There's a lot of work to be done. Uh, it's but very humbling. A, yeah. yeah, yeah and so as a single person, as you get older, you have to watch yourself. Because if not, your own thoughts can just affirm yourself and you got to keep reflecting, okay, you know, uh, how can I also be someone that champions myself? And how can I help myself to grow and self-reflect, you know, have friends that are around and different people. So that, for me, is the process and the journey of, like, you know, relationship and all that. There's, there's internal work to be done, too, mm. for myself, yeah. But in your journey of figuring that out as a single, right, like, have you come to a point, or were you ever at a point where you really felt unhappy being single? Yeah. How was, what was that like, you know? Uh, I, think, I think it happens a lot more in the late 20s because mm. I feel like in your early 20s or your teens, right, everybody's like, ah, never mind lah, next year, next year, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you <laughs> post, you know, okay, next year, right, I will turn up at Chinese New Year to my relatives, right, with all oh, my, you know? Uh, and then you keep saying that and then you hit 25, 26. And then you're like, oh, wait, I only have so many more years, right? Because according to the narrative or the way things are in, in, in Singapore, at least, you know, by this certain age, you kind of get married. It's kind of yeah. that, that, that formula, right? Mm. Um, and then as you hit 27, 28, 29, people get around you get attached, right? You start going for weddings. People are like, you know, applying for their BTO and all that. And then you're just going, oh, no, maybe this is not going to be it anymore. And I think it hits you really hard in your late 20s. So I think when I hit my late 20s, there was a lot of issues with loneliness, mm. right? And because I had always thought that if I got together with somebody, then finally the loneliness would be settled. So I spent the 26, 27, 28 wrestling with this bit, you know, until I find somebody, until I realized that loneliness does not begin or end with having somebody, though they're part of that process. Loneliness begins and ends with, with kind of like me, you know, am I somebody that um, am okay and am whole just on my own? Mm. Uh, which is a very... Uh, deep and, 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 and big part to kind of work out, you know. So I had to go through that, I had to go through deep loneliness, sadness, nobody, you know, cry, uh, feel very crappy about yourself, you know. Um, and it also, it also uh, questions, you, you, you question yourself, you know, why can't I just be like everybody else? You know, why can't I just 
uh, just get married? Why can't I just, you know, uh, as some people say, settle down? You know, and so once in a while, uh, well-meaning friends will say that, you know, and they don't say it in a negative or to, to shame you. They just go, Isaac, why not you settle down? How and does that make you feel when people say that to you? On good days, <laughs> you go like, for what? On bad days, <laughs> you're like, I don't know how. <laughs> um, and then on even darker days, you question like, you know, whether you've missed the point in life. Whether you have made too many wrong decisions in your 20s. Or maybe there's something that you've done or something that you're doing that is not right or sound that's leaving you in this place. I'm sure yeah. quite a lot of our listeners who are in that position would have resonated la, mm. with what you say. Mm. Um, on that point about like, I think being in a relationship and how it doesn't solve your issues of loneliness, right? Like, as a married person, I would totally affirm that. I, I really think just because you have a partner, right, doesn't mean that all your problems are magically taken away. In fact, right, if you go into a relationship expecting mm. that mm. that would solve your issues mm. of loneliness and insecurity, right, I personally feel like it is such a big burden to put on your partner yeah. and because it's such an unrealistic burden right actually the pain of disappointment is a lot greater because it's yeah. like you are you just live your life building up to this expectation that like okay when i find somebody right then finally i will feel like I, I won't feel lonely or finally I will feel desirable for girls like mm. I think particularly yeah. right finally he will here. feel like like you know like somebody like loves me with his whole heart but yeah. the mm. truth is no partner is perfect la. and I think I've been in situations also where or, or like moments with my husband right where we see the very real imperfections and in those moments I am extremely reminded that if I had entered marriage thinking that it would be the solution to all my problems, right? I think in those moments when I encountered the imperfections, I would have crumbled. Marriage is great. And and having a person to walk with you in that way is great. Yeah. But it is not the hope mm. of our issues la, in yes. our own heart. John, as you heard like what Isaac was mm. sharing, right? About his like, I guess the, the stages of his 20s and how it was yeah. a little bit different, right? Is it something that you resonate with? Well, what you shared that made me think of what happened in my 20s, mm-hmm. you know, where... I was in a very dark place, I would think, like, mental health-wise. And that started to manifest even in my physical health, right? Um, during that time, as I really rest up, the big core issue there was, uh, surprise, surprise, like, body image. I mean, mm. it's a very big thing for women, right? Um, body image. But I think that led into a lot of self-hatred. That was beyond the body image. It was also to do with my self-worth, you know, my achievements in mm. my life, my accolades, blah, 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 you know, uh, my results uh, in school. And that all kind of, like, was... Amounting now that I look back, lah, right? It was huge. Like what I was dealing with on the inside and the fallout that was actually waiting to happen. I was in a situation ship in that sense, mm. where I know very cognizantly that the big narrative I had in my mind was that if this person turned around and said, "I like you too," you know, or "I wanna like you know give my whole life to you the same way that you you do," that this person who represented actually to me almost the perfect person, like mm. golden standard, right, of a person. Um, it would have helped me love myself better. It would have given me some sort of a, a green light to go, actually, yeah. I'm not that bad. Yeah. Mm. That was a big narrative. And I can see now, you know, so that there is wisdom, right, at 34, where I would never let myself, <laughs> knowing where I was, get married <laughs> because mm. in that sense like wow I would have put all this on my husband mm. he would have had to fill essentially that tank within me of love right of self-love actually whilst also loving me la. can mm. you imagine like you let someone else fill their self-love tank because I don't love myself mm. 
that's absolutely exhausting. Right? He has to like, and, and out of his love, and he really, if it's true love, right? He, I mean, he would, he would try, but it would never be enough mm. because there's only so much he can give. And what I desired was more than what any human can give, right? For that kind of wound that was within me, right? Looking back, I realized. So I am thankful in some sense that I didn't get married in my 20s. I did not get married to that person, mm. right? And now that I'm in my 30s also, it's to, I think the bigger challenge is to not grow wary, like wary mm. of marriage because you're wiser for sure in a good way. Yeah. For now, the, the, the next challenge of my 30s is to not just go, well, so many problems can exist in that. I'm such a screw up, you know, I've got so many things like I can, I've, I've witnessed myself to have that maybe it's better mm. if like I don't have that person's stuff to deal with and that person doesn't have my stuff to deal with and then we miss, end up missing the point of marriage mm. in a bad way. What are some things that people have said to you guys regarding your singlehood? I'm sure people say many things, some well-intentioned, some maybe can be a bit insensitive, but what are some of these things that you've heard? You know, you're too difficult, you're too picky, are you straight? Uh, are you, <laughs> is it because uh, you have yeah, all kinds of issues? Yeah, you're too driven, you're too focused on work. You know, you don't know how to uh, do friendships. You don't know how to do relationships. So oh I think I think that that a lot of sometimes people over like glorify this status that you basically if you have or don't have, uh, then they dictate everything from that. You know, they define you by your status. Have you ever considered actually whether there's some truth in that? That like maybe you're a bit picky. This whole issue about pickiness, I mean, it's a word that we use, uh, but what that really dives into, it's like your standards. Now. What is it that you want? What is it that you don't want? Um, and to different people, different different individuals will all have their own different standards. In some areas of your life that you find incredibly important, someone else will find not incredibly important yep. and therefore they call it out as picky. Uh, but then, as someone who receives that comment about being picky, uh, it's not helpful to also blame someone else. It's just to listen and go, okay, let me sit down and process. Am I, um, you know, having standards that are really a little bit too absurd you mm. know yeah I think for me it's resonance um, to some people it might be really abstract I, I think the resonance for me is like finding or meeting somebody that I feel I'm ready and I want to give my whole life to and I'm ready to sacrifice for you know um, I feel like in my life I, 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 I know the beauty of sacrifice I know what it um, I feel like in all of us there's this innate desire to love somebody and to give our lives to somebody you know and um, you know, I would do that for, you know, my family, I'll do that for friends, I'll do that for, you know, my staff, people in my company, staff, not afraid to sacrifice, not afraid to lay down my life. But in the context of a life partner, I've yet to meet somebody that draws me to do that, mm -hmm. you know. And so even if all the values hit and all that, there's almost like, I guess the word that love to go, I want to sacrifice, you know. Um, I recognise that some of it grows with time. So to only act only when you feel it is not fair if you never gave opportunity to the friendship or relationship mm -hmm. for it to experience that kind of love and sacrifice, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but I'm also, I know that I'm somebody that it doesn't take me a lot to fall in love with somebody. It doesn't right. take me a lot to really like, you know. And so yeah. when I doesn't, don't feel that, I would just keep things as, as it is. Yeah. Uh, but the minute I do, mm. you know. And so for me, I haven't yet met someone yeah. that really resonate, you know. Um, and then the people that I have where I felt like, hey, you know what? I think I don't mind. I'm ready to lay down, you know, my life and sacrifice and all that. Um, then we explore and we try, you mm. know, until I go, okay, there are some parts where I feel like alignment-wise, it just no longer is there, you know? Um, so so that's for me kind of what 
uh, what resonance is, you know. And 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 for me, I was, I feel like a lot of things, um, once once there is that love, right, and there's the willingness to sacrifice, I feel like a lot of pieces can be worked out. You yeah. know, I feel a lot of things in marriage is about working out. It's about compromise and all that. But if there is no love mm. at the starting point of it, why would there even be a desire to compromise? And so that's what I am seeking for and searching for. Someone that I would deeply resonate with. And I do. I feel like in my life, I do want to meet somebody that I would and I could lay down my life for and go, let's do life together, you know? Yeah. Drunk mm. mm. for you, right? Like, I don't know, like... Uh, back to the question on pickiness, yeah. right? I, I guess, have you ever wondered whether you are being too picky and how do you make sense of that? I think to kind of build on what Isaac has said, you cannot deny that a partner, a, a life partner is a lifelong investment. So when you have a lifelong investment at hand, right, it's not just chemistry. It's not just like, oh, whether I can talk to this person for mm. very long. It's not just like, wow, this person listens to the same music as me. <laughs> that you can really like vibe, right? Because it, the, the, the thing is that even if you're very close now, I see it as like the thing that you're pursuing, right? With your life, which is the direction you're tilted in and turned towards already. Mm. If it's not in the same direction, you still may feel close, but it's ultimately as life goes on, you will move in the direction that you're positioned towards right and if you're pursuing something very different from this other person the years will only bring more and more distance in that sense and that kind of distance in let's say a marriage let's say you got married right when you felt very close it's going to get it's it's not gonna like you know suddenly sort itself out it's going to get more and more obvious like and then that's the pain and i think when it comes to being here then at the start you have to consider those things. And I think we have just simply him with his resonance, me with, you know, my investment. You know, we use different <laughs> words, lah, you know. <laughs> it's actually the same thing, lah, right? Which is um, thinking a bit more long-term. Yeah. I find your stand quite interesting because you are a romantic person. Yeah. And so, like, romantic people, I feel, tend yeah. to be more like, let's just try and see where this goes. I don't know, is there a tension in your heart where you're very romantic by nature, but actually the way you describe your decision-making process, it sounds quite like logical, rational, even to some degree pragmatic. Uh, I think your <laughs> R word is resonance, right? My R word is romantic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, I think it's because I understand also that we are all mixtures. Not just a romantic equals, I make all my decisions based on the romantic feelings, you know, or like the, wow, human condition, so beautiful, then you walk in that, that direction. Ultimately, I am a mixture. I do understand that, as I mentioned, the long-term investment will have some kind of consequences, mm. Mm. right? And then when you are able to weigh those consequences, go like, regardless of all these romantic feelings I'm having right now, well, I think it's not worth it. It's not really not worth it. How long it takes to get out of situationships, heart-wise, it may have ended a long time ago, but like you're still somewhere in you, mm. either wounded, like yeah, sad, missing that person. And when you realize how much time it takes to get yourself out, in fact, there's this meme going around right now, right? I think you'll definitely have seen it. You can look at the camera. You definitely have seen it, where they where you say one hello, what what you up to, is gonna take you three years worth of therapy, and you go yeah, okay, no. <laughs> and I think that I think people are all coming to terms with the fact they're realizing that every time we entertain 
these things, it can cost us, especially if we rashly go with just the feeling, the vibe, mm. right? And I'm glad that now people are thinking a bit deeper. Actually, is this worth it? Is this one, you know, worth investing more? Or should I just go, no, 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 no. We cannot let it get mm. any further than it really is because mm. I can see that this is really not going to end well. Actually, um, and, and, you know, you kind of talk a little bit about situation situationship, <laughs> you know, where a lot of times the, the, the lines are blurred. Yeah. Then I know that, and this is not a, a, a so much a, a band-aid or a remedy or whatever, right? It's just a question which is, you know, if you feel like, uh, you know, since, since, you know, sometimes you find yourself in this space of like, oh, yeah, I don't know where this is going or, you know, you know and, and this little tension point, um, I don't think you sh- you shared a little bit just now, but why not dating apps? Because and I say this here. Here's why. Here's why. Here's why. Um, because right, dating apps, um, at least the ones that are more wholesome yeah, and cleaner, yeah. right? Yeah. The intention is out there. Yeah. You cannot really start a situation situationship yeah. because everybody is there looking to let's yeah. go and date. You know, yeah. uh, is there any reason why in your your you know the the, the romance and the pragmatic side that you feel dating apps is not something you would venture in since you're somebody that still desires to kind of get attached quite mm. you know like it's on your heart yeah yeah i mean i have been on dating apps right and the funny thing was that as a copywriter by training i found a lot more joy in trying to write my bio <laughs> in a fantastic way than i didn't actually having conversations that were like very dry and like okay not so sure it is going it's kind of boring you know and why am i even doing this to myself you know i think that's how it started my dating app like journey and then i realized that like as a romantic this was extremely unromantic mm. yeah. like me trying to make it happen and that's just me that's really really on me mm-hmm. and and so I don't look at my friends who have found their husbands, right, on dating as a goal. Ah, yours. Yeah, yeah. Settle for less, man. Yeah. You know, look at me, still holding out. I don't. You know, mm-hmm. I just go like, I tried it. I did. It doesn't work mm-hmm. for you, lah. It did. Yeah. It didn't work. You know, mm-hmm. as in, I not not that it didn't work. You know, it's, it's just, just that not your kind of thing. Yeah, it yeah. didn't vibe. Yeah. And I think, and I've told my friends that, and I love them, right? I love how they just say, and that's fine. Yeah. And that's fine. The same way that if you just say, you know, I'm no resonance. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Even if I. We'll see. There's a long line of girls like waiting. They say, "Oh, I want to find someone." Well, why you find find what? They need glasses or what? There's so many women here, so many good women, you know, who are whom you can consider. For example, like in and in that sense, when you say, "I just have not found one," that's also fair. And if I say, "I just have not resonated with dating apps," that's also fair mm. because the truth is, it's not like I'm shutting everyone out. You know, I mean, I am still, yeah. you know, like connecting with people, connecting with lots of people. It just did not the page just did not turn mm. and as i mentioned then okay let's let's think about why the page didn't turn what is on this page right now can we sit on this page and read it live it fully appreciate it for how it's been written mm. rather than keep on trying to turn the page because you don't really like how the page doesn't make you look like everybody else and it's a bit uncomfortable i have literally married off all my crushes it's so weird. I've been to some of the weddings, but there is still hope in that sense that, that it still can. Yeah, and I think that comes with the healing of my my heart as well, my and my body image and my self image, right? That well, spend my whole life not being picked, but I'm willing to have that little bit of hope to go. Maybe it's because I hadn't met the right one, who would pick me. What gives yeah. you that hope, though, as somebody yeah. that has gone through it so many times? I mean, it's much easier to 
not home anymore, know, right? right? Yeah, so so I why do you this all the time? Like, like what? Why do I keep hoping? <laughs> like, but what has uh, really given me that little bit of hope is when I look at the rest of my life. I mentioned I write, you know, I I I work closely with young people, you know, I I I speak also, um, and I love giving in a sense, you know, to mentoring people, helping them find their way, mm. organizing dinner parties. I just love bringing people together and helping people find some sort of light, you know, in their whatever situation they're in. As I watch that happen, I know that, eh, the rest of the story is pretty good. How on earth can it be that this story, this part of the story, that looks very barren, very bare, you mm. know? I think if I truly say I believe in God, then he's not going to do like 90% of the story very good. Then the 10% like, sorry, that one, you just sway. <laughs> like, mm. sorry, that one, you go and figure out yourself. And sorry, that one, you just go on CMB and go and find some random guy. You know, I don't think so. And because I've seen the good, I realise there can be good in the 10% that I'm not seeing good in yet. Mm. Mm. So I may be an unhappy FOMO, but the truth is that I am a happy person. What do you think are some like, helpful or unhelpful things that people around you have said to you or done in your singlehood? I answer the short one first, which sure. is stop sending us 10 reasons why you're single. People send you that? Of course, la. I mean, like, they're very, like, hot topics, right? Like, it's in, like, the articles that do very well, like, listicles, number one, obviously, because it's a listicle. Or it could be also quite Christianese of, like, uh, 10 ways to embrace your singleness. Uh, oh, that kind of okay, stuff I don't okay. like. Like, can we stop yeah, sending yeah. us like anything to do with that? You know, we think we sound very good and encouraging, but actually, you're just making things not. Like, you're actually not moving things forward. You're not pushing the needle on redefining things for people to help them actually feel okay, mm. regardless of their status, and to to, to realize that they are okay and they are more than anything that society tells them they are based on. Like, you know, whether you got a ring on your finger, mm. someone who loves you, someone who buy you food, right? We're not. We're perpetuating it mm. strangely by making more of these encouragement videos. But I, I guess I just feel deeply. Mm. And I genuinely want this world to be better mm. for people to, to not have to make their whole lives about this or think that their lives start only when, you know. They find someone. They find someone. Mm. I think that's so sad. Mm. You know, that's they, they miss out so much of what life can be. And then get married. I mean, may get married get disappointed and try to do something, you know, like try to like make it work. But actually just this the loneliness in marriage, I truly believe, is greater than the loneliness as a single. Oh, I think so. I, I, I believe that. Because too. now you're someone who is supposed to fight for you. Mm. It's supposed to be there in that sense, you know, and be your person. Mm. And when that person cannot live up to that and nobody will. Right? Nobody can hundred percent mm. live up to that wall. Like, you know, only in movies lah then we have that, you know. Um, that, that, that image then that loneliness is greater either that or it yeah. affirms the fact that there's something about you that is so inherently unlovable yeah. that yeah. even after that, you yeah. find this person exactly. this person cannot love you yeah yeah, yeah which is quite damaging yeah. actually it's really mm. damaging for you do you think that mm. what, what are some helpful or unhelpful things people do I feel, I feel like um, I think sometimes we don't really know how to celebrate people who are single or we don't know how to journey with people who are single I think a lot of times the conversation with single people is always about like, hey, I know this girl, hey, I know mm. this person, hey, I know that. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm not, not complaining about that per se, uh, but sometimes it's just good to remember that uh, the, the single friend that you have is more than just his singleness, you mm. know, and you can hang out with him 
or hang out with her without always having to broach the topic about I know this dude, I know this girl, yeah. even though it's out of well-meaning yeah. intention. Um, and I just feel like it's just important to have conversations outside of this area, you know, or even when you approach this area, don't feel the need to always get this person attached. But I mean, ask a friend, like maybe the friend really likes it, so that's great, you know. <laughs> um, so I think that's w- that's important. I feel like, um, especially I mean, for 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 us, you know, for for myself, I'm Christian. Especially in the in the Christian circle, right? The marriage thing is really really big piece. So that's always brought up. It's always brought up to yeah. the forefront. Always brought up, um, and it feels nice. And I feel like I've I've actually allowed myself to settle a little bit more and being comfortable being alone, because I think a lot of my friends also some of them at least got tired asking me. So my thirties mm. became a lot more peaceful. Mm. And the conversations when we hang out, when we sit at the beach and talk, when we go out, when we're on holiday stuff like that, it's almost never about that anymore. Right. And it's just really awesome because I go yay finally like I'm just your friend right like you know and we could I see I have a friend that does that non-stop right and he's ever faithful he knows and if he's listening I know you know who you are <laughs> every single situation but it's so funny for me I just treat that a bit like a joke you know and I'm like bro just stop just stop you know the minute I just say like hey I'm going out he's like with who and I'm like bro I'm 35 <laughs> we are not like 18 anymore you know um I think the other thing that's really important in, in friendships, and I think if you have a friend who is single, um, it's about how do I make sure that they f- they are surrounded and they are uh, uh, they have companionship. You know, yeah. um, when you I mean for myself, I have a lot of friends and, and different people that eventually they get attached. You know, and they kind of move off to do their own thing. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think as a single person, you also have to go and process that, and mm. you have to learn to let go, yeah. and you have to learn to go. Okay, this that's friendship cool. is kind of over yeah. in terms of how it used to be yeah. and the I think form of yeah. yeah and yeah. I think all of us have to experience that right you kind of face a little bit of that when you leave secondary school mm. you kind of face a little bit of that when you leave uni when yeah. you get into a new job and, and things change and, and marriage is actually a huge piece where friendships are no longer just the same mm. um, but there are some really special friendships that will evolve with the time yeah. um, and I feel like for single people because the huge portion about singleness uh, really looms over our head sometimes regular issues is appears as if it's because I'm single and actually it has nothing to do with your single. It's issues that everybody face. Mm. But because you're always having the single thing at the forefront, you therefore feel like every issue today stems from the fact that I couldn't find someone, I didn't have someone, and therefore I am the way I am. Mm. And example? it's not true. Um, example, if you feel sad and lonely, mm. it may not stem from relationship. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, not having somebody, or, you know, it could be about friendships and different things like that, you know. Um, so I feel like what has really been helpful is I have like, and you don't need a lot. I have like literally maybe two to three people that always looks out for me. And doesn't look out for me because I'm single, mm. but looks out for me because they love me. And then because they know I'm single, they make sure that they never feel that I never feel like, oh, they are, you know, busy and off to different things. They're mm. always checking in, like, hey, Isaac, what are you doing today? Hey, wanna come out? Hey, wanna go eat? Hey, you know, blah 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 blah. Mm. Uh, and that's fun. You know, and I feel like that is incredibly, incredibly helpful. And I think that's how we should journey with people who are single and they don't want you to also pity them, especially if they mm. feel like I'm enjoying my, my moment, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's just hang out. So I feel like that's the best thing you could do is to learn and understand that. Uh, and I feel like on the topic of people sending articles and all that, I mean, I do get some of these stuff and I'm okay because I, I kind of read it and I go, oh, that's really interesting. That's really interesting. But maybe before sending it, maybe read it for yourself too, right? <laughs> so that you can kind of go, okay, I know what it's like to be in that shoes and I understand and all that. So I know how to be a better friend if that's what you really hope to do. If this question really seeks to go, wow, how can I really help or what helped and what didn't help? Then read some of these stuff before you send it. And I think it will help your single friends enjoy the journey better um, and the dynamic would be great. And mm-hmm. I feel like there is a lot of value to the way singles view the world and see the world. 
but if you always overtalk them, overtalk you know above them, because every time you talk to them, it's only about getting married. You're gonna lose an important voice in your friendships, in your society, in your relationships, where there is an opinion and perspective of single people that is incredibly needful and helpful. Yeah, mm, mm. agree. But I, I am so thankful when my my friends have really just made me a part of their lives, mm. and even more beautifully, like I see myself being able to speak to both now, you know, the wife, the husband, mm. and we sit around. And we don't talk about my singleness, you know. Yeah, yeah. We exactly. talk about things that they are dealing with in their jobs, things that they're struggling with in the faith, you know. They ask me like, "What do you think? You know, how do I process this?" I mean, mm. we always whole life doing processing, right? Then I'll I'll walk them tr- through things, and I realize that I have so much to give. Mm. You know that um, we are not divided into like the single people can only you know do all these things, and the married people will have to then help these singles. Mm. It was like, oh, the singles are actually helping the marrieds too to love each other better. You know, to sometimes you, you do you do see you know in your friends' marriages some sort of like you will see it, what you know um, things that are potentially can go wrong or like you can see some strains already happening which are natural, and as your friend as their friend you can also then speak s- into that speak like. into their lives yeah. and go like hey just now you not very nice to your husband or, or like I uh, you know your wife I know her how long already you know she actually just needs this mm. or like the she actually doesn't mean it or, you know or like she. Like, can just try this method instead, lah, you know, like, if you want to get to her. And then you realise that, like, it's a friendship, it's community. Mm. This is life and we're doing it together. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, like, hearing what you guys say, right, like, I, I am realising now that I feel like a lot of the way you treat your, as an attached person, right, a lot of the way you treat your single people probably stems from your own belief about your own singlehood mm. and your current mm. attachment status. Because, yeah. like, honestly, as somebody who got attached and then got married, right? I don't think I felt like I was better off because I married or attached. Like, I am happy being attached. I am happy being married. But I mm. honestly don't think that I was... I am happier and in a better place in my life as compared to when I was single. Like, I was perfectly, like, happy and contented with my singlehood. And of course, that came with years of learning to love myself and not just fill or latch onto other people for my sense of happiness, right? So I think when that work is done and I came to a place of being very contented with my singlehood, actually entering into a relationship, I never saw my single friends as like, there's something lacking in your life. Like, wow, now I have tasted something so valuable that will make you infinitely happier. That that must be the reason why you're upset. Like, I never really saw that way. Mm. So I do think like, I mean, speaking to married people or like people who have partners and you have single friends, right? I think sometimes when we are extremely excited for our single friends to get into relationships. I'm sure there's some degree of like love and well-meaning mm. there. But perhaps actually it's a good point to check and evaluate our own idea of love and relationships. Whether like actually we really, really believe that like being in a relationship makes you better off as a person. Okay, so I think we've like talked about quite a lot of different things in this episode. And I, I feel like for our listeners who are perhaps struggling or, or dealing with some sense of singleness, they would have resonated a lot, lah, resonance, <laughs> with what you guys have shared. I guess as we come to the end of the episode, right, is there any, like, parting words or advice you might want to leave with our listeners? Mm. I think a big one is to, or maybe the only one, uh, is to not rush, to not rush yourself into, uh, you know, rush yourself in finding someone, but to rather take that time to know yourself, yeah, to really understand your motivations, your thoughts, you know, your fears, you mm. know, sit with them 
really let like soak in them for a healthy amount of course so that there is some like your self-awareness you know is is evolves you know and you are better friends with yourself i think that's always a good place to be such that um it doesn't become put on the other person to try and understand you for you which is oh, quite funny yeah. because like that's, true. that's really hard man you know mm. like do them a bit of a favor since that person's not showing up yet for example and get to know you know what you're about mm. such that you can help them a bit also when you finally meet that person mm. you know be a bit clearer also uh your weaknesses areas that you know you need to grow in um and i think i, I think it takes humility right and maturity right to to do that you know as you watch your life unfold and if it's not unfolding in that direction yet it's okay to then go like okay let's see what i can do you know um to be actually happy alone <laughs> <laughs> yeah once this podcast is done off this thing right and don't go searching anymore about relationship advice I think it's always very healthy and important to sit down and process your thoughts and your feelings and your reflections. I think the world has so many ideas of what things are and how things are. And if you don't really know yourself sometimes, and you're always listening to ma- so many other voices, mm, so many opinions mm. and all that, you're trying to frame your life. Oh, it must be this, it must be that, yeah. it must be this. And you're yeah. so tired. And uh, I just feel like it's important to, whenever you feel really deeply about something, after you've Googled, you know, why is this rash on my body? And you find out that I actually have a terminal <laughs> illness, right? WebMD. Um, yeah, similarly with relationship, stop there. Just take time to write, to journal, to process, to take a walk. Uh, have close friends around you to mm. kind of speak to you about these yep. these things and, and these these conversations. And you've never really had a real conversation with any of your friends. Every time it comes to relationship, they're always like, you know, swanning you like, ah, nobody, ah, nobody, ah. <laughs> uh, but you identify somebody that you can trust, that you find is wise actually have real conversations and mm. they don't need to have the perfect answers yeah. sometimes when you talk and you express what you think and you feel you will learn something about yourself and i just encourage that i feel like for singles who are still searching and are struggling with where they're at mm. take time sit down process take a walk find a close friend talk to this person um and life is actually really will be quite kind and you will find yourself not always in this place and tension so have hope it's great I would share from the point of view of a married person. I think um, I would speak to perhaps one, um, the singles and then to the people who are attached who have single, fri- single friends, right? I actually think that listening to the, the stuff that you guys share, I feel very refreshed by the stand that you hold on your singleness and why you are perhaps not settling, you know, with that desire to want to get attached to somebody, but at the same time not settling for certain things just because of that desire alone. And what I would say to our listeners who are single, right, actually is if there is, if there is some personally thought out reason or intentionality to why you are currently single, perhaps because it is a season you are in in your life or because there are certain things that you firmly believe you want to find in a partner and you just haven't found that person Mm. yet, be unapologetic about Mm. it. I don't think that you need to keep defending your position to people around you who keep asking you why you're single. If there is actually a reason and you are at peace with that, right? I would say go ahead lah. Be at peace with that. Know why you are living your life a certain way. I mean, people who know you well and are close to you and love you and are concerned for you, have meaningful conversation with them. If they're really concerned, you know, yeah lah, sit on that and think about it. But actually, if after all that conversation, you still have that peace in your heart and you know why you are living your life a certain way in this season or for the rest of your life, right? I think that's perfectly fine. I really don't think at all that it makes you less of a person just because you are single and people around you are 
getting attached, having kids. La. So I would say be unapologetically single if you know that is an intentional choice that you have made for well-thought-out reasons as well. Yeah, I would say to people like myself who are attached, who have single friends, right, that perhaps also in the way that we talk to our single friends about relationship, to be sensitive and careful that what starts off as love and well-intentioned really is received that way. Because mm. I think there are times where out of good intentions or a desire for our friends to be happy and to find somebody who loves them, right? It can come across in a way that makes the person actually feel singled out mm, or makes the person yeah. feel like, hey, actually there's something wrong with me or something mm. wrong about the way I'm living my life. La. So I, I would say actually for myself also, I would want to consider more la, like in the way I talk to my friends about it, how can I be more thoughtful? How can I be more aware of the real feelings that they may have about their singlehood so that I'm able to adjust mm. the way I speak to them or even give them advice on it? I think I don't want to be so obnoxious la, to tell mm. them, I think this is how you should put yourself out there. This is how you should live your life. You should just go and meet new people. If they're just not in a season where yeah. they want to be on dating yeah. apps, they want to get to know new people, then respect that, but also offer them that support and friendship as you go through that. Mm. Yeah, so I really, really enjoyed this conversation because I think hearing you guys share from your own life experiences brought a lot of freshness la, to this um, topic of singleness. Mm. So we hope that you guys also enjoyed our content and we hope that you connected with what Isaac and John shared as well. Mm. And so with that, we've come to the end of our episode for today. If you like this episode, you can give us a like, you can share this with your friends who may resonate with this content as well and you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at ngl.people. We also have a Telegram group where we have more conversations about topics that are coming up, about discussions that we were like to have and you can always find us there as you wait for our next episode so you can find our content on youtube on spotify on apple and until next time we'll see you again bye